Squeak by Caden Fogarty. Squeak was ass up in Chedwick's work bag. She stood up on her hind legs, gave a cheeky grin, then dove back. Chedwick sighed. Travelling with Squeak was exhausting. She never stood still for more than a microsecond. It was trying to catch a gnat with a pair of tweezers. Still, there was a bonus. He was much better at focusing his magic, no matter what distraction. He turned his attention back to the object of interest. It was a blob of what appeared to be ice, some 168 centimetres high in the vague shape of a humanoid. What kind of humanoid was, at this point, unknown. There was something inside that was just a shadow, hence the interest. Leave! Leave! Chirrup squeaked melodramatically when they had first come across it. Actually, Chedwick had run into it and was getting off his back. Who put that there? It's a bloody hazard. By this time, Squeak had lost interest and headed for the bag. Chedwick shooed Squeak out, extracted his thermometer, scanned, checked the display and clucked his tongue. For an ice block, you have some strange properties. Chedwick put out a hand and touched it. One would usually put tentatively in that sentence, but Chedwick didn't do tentative. It wasn't hot or cold. In fact, it had no temperature at all. Chedwick stepped back and scratched his head. That was impossible. It can't be Norolax. Norolax is only found in the swinging universe and that only swung past every 100,000 years. This was magic made solid. Chedwick had once seen a block of it the size of a grain of sand and was in a vault guarded by a fanatical wizard cult. Chedwick felt lightheaded. He was no mathematician, but there easily had to be enough here to buy. His imagination failed him. Of course, this meant that someone was willing to pay any price to stop what was inside from getting outside. Now, he said to himself, how do I break this? By this time, Squeak had annoyed every animal within three kilometres. A badger family had actually upstakes and moved out of the forest and was returning back to the spot Chedwick had planted himself. There was a low growl in the thicket and it rustled slightly. The mega wolf had been following her for a while, but now it had decided to come out. A huge muzzle poked through the foliage, followed by an even huger body. Squeak suddenly seemed mouse-sized. What, boomed the wolf, are you doing in my forest, weasel? I'm not a weasel, Squeak said coldly. I am a ferret, and this ain't your forest. The mega wolf bristled. Venom dropping from its jaw. Do you have a death wish? No, at the moment I'm bored. With life, sneered the mega wolf. No, just you. You will regret that weasel. Chapter 1 The agonised cry of a wolf only briefly distracted Chedwick and not enough to disengage the spell. A little while later, Squeak lolloped in. Is it still alive? Mostly. What you doing? Trying to crack this block. Why? Chadwick paused. He probably should have raised this question himself. He turned to Squeak, but he had hesitated for more than a second, and Squeak had already got inside the bag. He turned back. The Norlax couldn't be melted or blasted. It wasn't of this universe, and so this universe ignored it. Chadwick was nothing if not dogged, and was by no means stupid. If nothing in this universe can affect it, then... Squeak, while you're in there, can you get me the Type 4 Crondo Disruptor? No, came the muffled reply. And why not, pray tell? I just broke it. 
I was going to use that to cast a funnel to extract exo-universal energy. You still can. Use anguin sperm. Chedwick grimaced. He had known he could channel through that stuff, but it required swallowing it. Squeak popped her head out, holding a vial between her teeth. She dropped it, smiled, and went back to poking about. Chedwick eyed the liquid and was sorry he did. It was green and vicious. He didn't need to do this. Not really, not actually. Curiosity tugged at him. But this was male stuff and he wasn't into male stuff. He groaned as he realised he couldn't walk away. He unstoppered while tightening his nostrils. He shut his eyes and tried to shut down his taste buds. He shoved it towards the back of his throat, hoping to avoid his mouth altogether. After the gagging and foot stamping finished, he was able to refocus. He removed a metal wand out of its sheath and began to twist roundels to the correct settings. He made a quick prayer to Gwendon for protection. He felt a familiar tingle in his scrotum as his power reserve began to heat up. It was typical of his luck that his power reserve was in his genitals. Some people had it in their little finger, but he... Ouch! It was really firing up. He quickly pointed the wand at the target, wanting to siphon off the energy as quickly as possible. Chedwick stiffened his eyes, widened, and he blanked. Jet-black tendrils snaked out, forcing atoms sideways as it invaded this universe. Contact meant annihilation, so the universe got out of the way. Everything tried to get away. Even the trees were desperately trying to evolve legs. After a few seconds, reality had given up the fight to keep everything stable and let the flow burst forth unchecked. The tendrils quickly coalesced and struck at the sister universe across the way. The Norlax absorbed it like a lover and began to glow red as the beam lit up the interior. It pulsed rhythmically. Squeak jumped out of the bag and trotted up to the light show. Pretty, she said, then looked at Chedwick. Oh dear, there's a saying about this. I can't quite remember. Something about biting and chewing. No, can't remember. Squeak nipped Chedwick on the ankle, not because she thought it would help, but because she thought he was an idiot. Didn't think of the parameters, did ya? Don't worry, I'll look after ya. When she got back, a head had begun to appear. It was only a penny patch of hair, but it was a start at least. Chedwick was appearing worse for wear, though. He was covered from head to toe, and a precocious bird had built a nest on his head. There were a myriad of tracks around, indicating that more than one thing had investigated him. None got close enough, though. There was no track within a metre of either of them. She wandered over to the other Norlax pile. The throbbing intermittently showed a form, female by the shape. Still no fine detail, though. Hey, wasn't that a rabbit? Squeak made a bad landing. She couldn't be blamed, though, as she only had the wings fitted two weeks ago. This place was familiar. Oh, yes, Chedwick. Wow, they had come on. It was an elf, a woody by the shape of her ears and green hair. There was a golden circlet on her head, shining and inviting, but the elf was still encased in the Norlax, and Squeak ain't climbing that. Begone, foul creature. A man was waving a stick at her. She started to bounce around trying to get the stick. No. No, shoo! Squeak stopped and looked past the large, sweaty human. There was the beginning of a structure at the end of the clearing. Large white blocks were placed in a rectangle, and there was a crane for further placement. Chedwick, come to think of it, was looking pretty snazzy. The nest was gone, replaced by a garland of flowers. There were candles around his feet. Squeak began to sniff them. Heathen! Desecrator! Miriam! Jessica, to help me! The man was doing a little dance. 
That looked like fun, so Squeak began to mirror his movements. The man's movements became more frantic. He backed away, she went forward. He tried to move sideways, so did she. Even without the music, this was a fun dance. Miriam, this creature seeks to kill. Oh, woe, protect the twin gods. Tell all, I die for them. The man falls dramatically to the ground. Squeak does a graceful pirouette and... Finish. Father, what is wrong? Two human females ran up. They were sisters. Animals can tell these things. Both had long blonde hair. One was tall and lithe. The other one wasn't. The lithe one floated down. She had her father's flair for the dramatic. The other looked around for the source of the commotion. Ah, oh, look, a ferret! How cute! Don't go near the statue. It's dangerous. It's okay. He's a friend. Oi, careful. You nearly fell on me. Hello. Are you all right? Is anybody all right? Hello? Squeak found herself the only conscious being in the clearing. The rest had fainted after she had spoken. Well, I suppose I better go and get some help. The celebrations had gone on longer than she had expected. After a week, even she had had enough. Her trip to the third moon had been a triumph. But as the capsule went through the atmosphere, she saw the forest and remembered Chedwick. Luckily, the landing site was only a day or two away, so it hadn't taken her long to get there. There were statues in the clearing. One was a portly human male who reminded her of someone she had briefly met. The other two were human females. They were sisters. Animals can tell these things. One looked constipated. The other knelt and was holding out her hand to something that appeared to be a weasel. On closer inspection, it turned out to be a ferret. The ferret was on its hind legs and appeared to be dancing. How demeaning. Chedwick was boringly the same, but the woody had come along some. The Norilax was at her waist. Her eyes were open and were the grass-green colour of all wood elves. So was her skin. She wasn't as green as some of her species, but there was enough to make her look permanently bilious. She appeared to be wearing a robe, though only the top half could be seen. This marked her out to be a magic user of some description. Squeak unfolded her wings and flew into Chedwick's outstretched arm. With practiced ease, she walked the length until she came to the wand. She looked at the roundels. Just as I thought. The D5 is wrong. She used her two front paws and turned D5 a notch. The wand's tone changed and Chedwick's arm began to move downwards. As it did, the Norilax unzipped like he was undressing her. When the elf was fully exposed, the wand switched off and Chedwick fell backwards like a tree. Squeak hovered for a while, then landed next to Chedwick's head. He turned to look at her. He frowned. Are those wings? Yep. You like them? Uh, yes, but... Sis, sis. Bless you, Squeak. It wasn't me. It was her. Chedwick got up on his elbows. The elf was staring at him. Sis, sis. The elf stuttered. Sorry, I don't understand. Chedwick replied, getting up with an ease that came with plenty of practice. The elf was frustrated at not being able to get her mouth to work properly. She moved her hands irritably. Two words, Squeak said. The elf shook her head, glowering at them. This meant her facial muscles were coming back. Sis, sis, is it a tome? Asked Chedwick, getting into the game. The elf rolled her eyes. How many letters? Sisatum setisa, roared the elf. A pulse of energy surged forth, knocking Chedwick off his feet. It roared through the forest, causing panic among the denizens and stripping leaves like magic agent orange. I'll just stay here, shall I? 
It'll save time, sighed Chedwick. Macan Salali Tanatum. Nope, still no idea. The elf gestured, and Chedwick stiffened and rose up. Impressive, he said when they came eye to eye. Macan Salali Tanatum. Got no idea what you're talking about. She wants to know if you're a califract from the court of King Esselon, or a shiz from the island of Gibeon. She said that in three words? It's in the inflection. The elf's attention shifted to Squeak and let Chedwick go. Give me a break, he groaned as he hit the ground. Sesson Hezek Helnum, the elf asked almost conversationally. Sesson Hezek Neons, answered Squeak. The elf's eyes widened. Nay, Sesson Hujav Serios. Translation, please. Croa Aroy Fioi, roared the elf. A bolt of lightning struck next to his head. I take it that means shut up. Yep, but with more swear words. Varkuant Alui. The elf became iridescent. She arched her back and began to float. Varkuant Alui Asculei. The elf moved forward with blinding speed, cutting a smoking swath through the forest. There was a pause. Do you think she liked me? Chedwick looked hopeful. Nope. Who's this Esselon joker anyway? He was the king of five and a half realms two thousand years ago. Apparently, he wasn't very nice to her. Like encasing her Norolax. Says she's going to have a talk with him. Bit late for that, isn't it? She said she was going to resurrect him, talk to him, then lay waste to the countryside in general. Okay. Chedwick rubbed the back of his neck and stared at the carnage left by the elf. I suppose we should get going. You reckon? The two companions began to walk away from the carnage. However, Chedwick suddenly stopped. What's that doing there? What's what doing where? That statue. Look, there's another. And another. Wait, isn't that a temple? Well, duh. Well, duh? What do you mean by that? Squeak, how long was I standing there? A little. Well, maybe a little more than a little. Squeak leapt into the air and flew off. Chedwick stared at the receding figure for a long time. He then had another look at the statues and structure. He shook his head ruefully and followed the dot. Chapter 2 Squeak remembered Chedwick couldn't fly and returned to her usual spot in the work bag. The word had got around and the forest denizens were coming out to glare at them as they passed. Jeez, complained Chedwick. You'd thought we'd wrecked the place. What do you mean we? Two legs? There was a sudden shock of movement as the animals disappeared back into the forest. Squeak sniffed the air. Horses and humans. The ground began to shake in confirmation. Ahead of them was a decline, so they saw the banners before they saw the troops. Ah, oh, crap, Chedwick whined. Sarah's cavalry. Nothing wrong with Sarah's, Squeak countered. Nice lady. The horses were cresting the incline, and the companions moved off the road to let them pass. Chedwick made the mistake to try and look inconspicuous, and so stood out like a beacon. The lead rider slowed to a canter, then signalled for the formation to stop. The rider was covered in armour from head to toe, so the only sign the rider was looking at him was the tilt of head. Chedwick groaned and stepped forward. Surely not, came a muffled voice from inside the helmet. Can it be? The garde majeure took off her helmet. Chedwick frowned. It looked like Ceres, but not. The grey eyes were there, and the corn-coloured hair. Her face was more elongated somehow. He started to speak. Well met, cried out Squeak. The Majer's face lit up. Squeak, forgive me I did not see you there, lady. She leaned back on the saddle. 
great mother be praised with the Domagique here. We cannot but prevail. A roar of approval rippled down the line. Chedwick rubbed the back of his neck. Well, actually, Sarahs. Chedwick began, only to be interrupted by the surprised look on Majer's face. Sarahs? Tech master, I am Chetess. You mistake me for my grandmother. There was laughter all around her. You what? spluttered Chedwick. Well, we can't stand around here all day, put in Squeak quickly. Of course, this can wait. Chedwick with me, Squeak with Lensick. Thank you, Squeak said as she alighted on his shoulder. It is my honour, lady, Lensick replied without a trace of sarcasm. The Majere put up her arm and waved it forward. The column stuttered forward, then went into its practiced rhythm. Chedwick clung to Sir... to Chetess, wondering how Ceres became a grandmother when a mere few days ago she was childless. He looked over to Squeak, who studiously ignored him. Chapter 3 The main road was choked with refugees, but the column had no trouble gaining the road, as no one impeded the royal guard. There were some feeble cheers for them, but the burnt, scarred and scared throng had no strength for more than one step and then another. In the distance, smoke churned into the sky, inky black and all-consuming. This was not natural smoke. This was choking smoke, designed to kill everything in its path. The Majere swung her fist above her head and increased the speed to a gallop. Squeak detached herself and spiralled into the air. She returned to land on the Majere's shoulder. There's a shadow army arrayed in the front of the city walls, Squeak said, her voice clear despite the helmet and the rushing wind. The smoke percolator is behind them. There's another shadow army forming in the east. I saw genie dragons and flayans forming, but it will take a few hours. They rode on quietly for a while. We will destroy the percolator and then sweep around for the other army, Majere shouted. Squeak nodded and took off again. As they rode, the dead took over from the refugees. They laid so thick that the column had to move off the main road into the fields. They didn't slacken their pace for the light touch of the horses meant that the holes held no impedance. The once proud white walls of the city came into view. The walls were shattered in places, and sparks flew from the interior. The Majere signalled the column down to a trot, as Squeak returned. There's about a hundred of them. Complete but crude goblins. Done in a hurry, I suspect. All right, straight in then. Lensig, sound formation too. Lensig removed the tiny bugle from its pouch. It looked like a child's toy, but when he put it to his lips, it gave a sound that speared the air and gave heart to those it was meant for. Without slowing, the column spread out into a wedge. Chates turned back. Are you ready? No, yelled Chedwick. Gran said you were good for a laugh, Poppy. The Majere gave the trot sign, then the gallop, and finally the charge sign. The horses closed their eyes briefly and enchanted their magic, stopping their heart and taking them next level. Outside observers would see the cavalry as a streak of movement and they would be much heartened, for the guard was striking at the enemy. The goblins, being other folk, could see through the magic. However, they could not stop the momentum and the front two rows were crushed down without being able to do anything. The momentum had been checked somewhat and the goblins began to fight back. The melee surged and retreated. However, the goblins had no answer for the ferocity and expertise. Soon, they all lay dead and dying, while none of the guards had any major wounds. Tech master, can you deal with that? Asked the Majere, pointing a gory sword at the still belching machine. Oh, yes to that, 
said Chedwick gleefully, almost dancing towards the machine. The Majer smiled at him, then returned to being a warrior. Guard, mount up. There was a clatter of armour as the guard mounted in unison. We're heading east to engage the Death Dealer. Never mind, Squeak said. She's here. A silver cloud poured into the world and coalesced into a majorly pissed-off elf. Guard, make formation. Sorry, Majer, Squeak said sheepishly. This is big people's business. Cronus ejectus. Time kicks sideways, dragging the magicians with it. At these levels of adeptness, the magic users felt little ill effects, only a little nausea, which was better than what happens to the learners. The beast has skill. Prinicus. The ferret morphed upwards, filling out in all directions until a human stood in its place. She looked young, no more than twenty-five, with wavy brown hair cropped at the shoulders. Her frame was well-formed, not being overly thin or fat. She was not tall, standing at 165 centimetres. The posture was straight and poised. Croa Arroy Fioi. You really like to yell your spells, don't you? Commented Squeak, as the lightning spell fizzled out before it reached halfway towards her. Neliax Kantos. It was a minor hold spell. She didn't expect to hold her for more than a few seconds. Enough time to get Chedwick into the game. Cheddars, get moving. Huh? he said without extracting himself from the machinery. Hey, there's an integrated biothematic resonator in here. The elf broke Squeak's spell and launched a combination of magic darts and firelets. Squeak counted all but one dart, which embedded itself into her right shoulder. Squeak grimaced, but was expert enough to not let it distract her. She aimed a minor bolt of lightning, but not at the elf. Ow! cried out Chedwick as the bolt hit his ass. Glad you could join us, sneered Squeak as she avoided a light strike. So, the master has finally surfaced, mocked the elf. She's too much for us, yelled Squeak as she struggled to hold off a micro-tornado. We need to finish this. Chedwick nodded his face serious. He stepped back and closed his eyes. The change was almost instantaneous. Chedwick no longer existed, replaced by a humongous, shiny and very black dragon. Oh, scary, mocked the Death Dealer. Fool, I am Elfkin. Your kind holds no power over me. Oh, dear, the dragon rumbled as it leapt into the air and away. The elf hesitated as the beast flew off into the distance and did not attack her. Unfortunately, the elf's reflexes were so honed the attack was largely negated. She returned fire, mixing magic elements to produce cold fire and hot water. Squeak struggled to counter spell as more and more strikes got through and injured her. She was blocking enough not to be seriously damaged, and she managed to insert some minor heals to keep her going, but it was only a matter of time before the big one got through. Squeak was purely on the defence now. There was no chance to retaliate anymore. A bolt of energy she would normally have counted without a thought struck her in the side. It was the straw, and Squeak's knees buckled. She threw up a ward that stopped a wraith from finishing her, but it was her last gasp, and she fell onto her side. Well played, human. The Death Dealer stood over her. She still rippled with defense magic, not willing to relax until her foe was dead. You are worthy of a quick death. Oh, how kind, rumbled a chasm deep voice. Please feel free to take offense if we don't take up the offer. The elf didn't turn but only sneered to herself. Come to see your pet die, dragon, she laughed. I cannot harm you directly, but I can tear her soul apart.
Oh, shut up, Chadwick said. There was a gurgling sound from behind, and the elf finally turned. Do you know nothing? Elf and dragon cannot harm each other. Who said anything about harm? replied the black dragon, belching forth. The spray hit her, full body, with such force that it would have knocked her off her feet. That is, if it hadn't glued her to the ground. Beneath the sticky gloop, her eyes widened in fear. No, she cried out. Cal, she began before her mouth vanished. You were asked to be quiet. Squeak stood, bruised but unbowed in front of the rapidly freezing elf. You took your bloody time. The dragon did its version of a shrug and returned to a Chedwick shape. Give me a break, he moaned. It's bloody hard to ingest Norlax. I'll be fighting alternate universes for a week. Squeak chuckled and swept back her hair. He rarely saw her in this form, and he liked it. Squeak looked at him, raised an eyebrow and turned ferret again. Chedwick tried not to look disappointed. Shall we go? She asked as she took her spot in the bag. I set the Majere to come back in three minutes from now, and I'm not in the mood for adoration. Nah, we'll stay. And... Chedwick's voice trailed off as he noted the look on Squeak's face. We need to talk. Chedwick paled. Isn't perception fascinating? She said into his ear. Or maybe it's preconception. Anyway, you notice that most people assume that our morph form is our actual form. I'm a human, you're a dragon. That's mildly annoying. But what is really annoying is the whole magician and familiar thing. You know, I'm not one for protocol, but some things need to be acknowledged. Squeak jumped off his shoulder and lolloped off. Chedwick stood and watched her. Sometimes he did forget how lucky he was to have her as his mistress. The bond between the mage and familiar was absolute, and they couldn't literally live without each other. But that didn't mean they were equal. Some mages kept their familiars as they would any ingredient, in pouches and barely alive. Familiars just had to be breathing. They didn't have to be happy. It wasn't slavery. A familiar couldn't be sold or given away without the mage losing their magic permanently. But ultimately, the familiar was bound to follow their mage's instructions. Oi, Dozy, you coming or what? Squeak called out. She was barely visible at the edge of the ravine. She was talking normally, but he heard her loud and clear. He smiled, adjusted his backpack, and prepared to follow his mistress and his friend anywhere. The End <laughs>